they basically laughed and said, oh, I thought you had a suicide pact because mm. they saw me two days after. I mean, it's not something you can joke about. My name is Sean, and this is Suicide Noted. On this podcast, I talk with suicide attempt survivors so that we can hear their stories. Every year around the world, millions of people try to take their own lives, and we almost never talk about it. And when we do talk about it, many of us, including me, aren't very good at it. So one of my goals with this podcast is to have more conversations and hopefully better conversations with attempt survivors. Now, we are talking about suicide, so this may not be a good fit for everyone. Please take that into account before you listen. But I do hope you listen because there is so much to learn. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to talk. Please reach out. Hello at SuicideNoted.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide noted and of course let other people know about this podcast share it on social media there are a lot of folks out there who probably could benefit from hearing these stories so let's let them at least know about the podcast i want to thank all of our suicide attempt survivors who have joined me on this podcast since we launched last july i really appreciate it and to all of you who listen thanks very much Check the show notes for additional ways you can support this podcast. We have two different ways you can make a financial contribution, and we could use the help. There are some costs associated with producing this podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Today, I am talking with Alice. Alice lives in England, and she is a suicide attempt survivor. Hi, Alice. How, Alice, did you... You reached out to me, right? You sent me an email. Yeah. So I imagine you must have heard at least one of the episodes. Yeah, um, basically last week I was on like Spotify um, and was looking at things like um, mental health podcasts and then this one came up. And then I've pretty much been um, listening to pretty much all of them nonstop really the past <laughs> week. What draws you to those episodes? Why do you what do you get out of listening to them? I'm curious. Well, it's sort of um, at the moment I'm going through quite a bad patch, and basically it helps trying to listen to kind of like hear people's success stories with things getting better, and it sometimes helps a bit with that. Mm. Most people who hear it, they don't want to talk about their struggles. You're in the great minority of people who not only hear it, but say, I might want to talk to this guy about this. So any idea where that comes from? Um, it's a few things, really. One is because um, of like your, your personal experiences and struggles you've had. Um, it's also um, to kind of be at least help to maybe just one person. Mm. Um, and it's kind of a bit of like to have a bit of a moan about how I've been treated since moving to to the West Midlands um, from London. You, when did you move from London to the West Midlands? Uh, well, we moved in 2014 and stayed for a few months, but had to move back to London and we moved again to stay permanent 
in uh, I think it was 2019. So you had said earlier, and I hope I understand you correctly, that some of the stuff, particularly since you moved. So what is what's that stuff that's been difficult in terms of like I've attempted. Um, over 20 times Um, and when we first moved here there was a lot of upsetting things that happened it was a loss of uh, because I'm not really able to have uh, children due to a previous person I was with and we got a, a guinea pig and the guinea pig had passed away and there was lots of things based around that which pretty much led to a month of constantly taking overdoses and um, the mental health team here have been really horrible and they've not had any support or help uh, at all for that Mm. like it's slightly improved now but it's still not very good you've attempted more than 20 times right yeah does this go back many years yeah okay do you remember how old were you the first one? Um, I was roughly about 10. Okay. Do you remember what was going on that led you to do that or try to take your life? Since very young, I've always basically self-harmed, but I didn't know what that was until I got older. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when I was about nine, um, my nan and granddad ended up getting really unwell. Uh, they both passed away and then there was lots of things that happened with certain family members which led to me uh, basically trying to hang myself in a caravan uh, when I was about 11 or 10. Mm-hmm. And how old are you now, Alice? Um, I'm 28 next week. Yeah. So for the last, I'm um, roughly saying roughly like 18 years, it sounds like, and of course, tell me if I'm not correct, those 18 years have been very difficult. Yeah. Mm. Has there ever been in that time, uh, like a long stretch where you felt okay and you didn't attempt? There were, there's been like a few kind of on and off occasions where things were slightly more, yeah, like average kind of, but yeah, it's mainly quite predominant, predominantly quite a lot of bad sort of things that's gone on and stuff like that and when you were 10 or 11 and you tried the first time did there like what happened after that did somebody step in uh well surprisingly one of the uh family members that kind of led to that being what happened actually walked in um and basically removed the the rope around me Mm. Basically, my my family are not very nice people in terms of understanding mental health and things like that. Uh, So they basically avoided me getting any help afterwards. I don't know if you're comfortable sharing what was going on. Of course, you know, I only ask not to pry, but because some people out there might be going through something similar and it might help them to hear that they're not alone. But either way, did that whatever was going on did that continue it did continue continue it's basically a bit to do with my aunt she used to quite frequently do 
like sexual sexual abuse and things like that but because of her losing her parents I never wanted to tell anyone because I didn't want her to basically get upset and things Mm. like that so I'd rather Mm. just kind of just let it build up on myself but it doesn't really help were you able to as as things went on after that first attempt did you go to school did you finish school were you able to get through some stuff I did like um I did go to school it did sort of lead to a few issues around um eating disorders and things like that Mm -hmm. then it seemed like once like because my aunt had stopped doing that when I was about 16 then it was guys and stuff that would would sexually abuse me from then Mm. um it's only really uh, since I've been with my current partner that I've not had to experience things to do with with assault and stuff like that and all the while when you're going through life that's happening it sounds like somewhat frequently and at points along the way you attempt yeah right do you and if this is a little bit too personal or too graphic and you don't want to answer of course that's that's okay i'm thinking to myself do you attempt in different ways because as you know you 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 try and it doesn't work are you trying at that point like different ways because you want it to work yeah usually it's mainly always um uh, to do with overdoses okay uh whether it be from tablets drugs or alcohol there has been a few where it's been to do with like cutting and things like that and one of the more recent attempts was I tried to jump off a uh, like near a bit like a railway I tried to jump off of that but yeah it's usually mainly always uh, tablets whether it will be trying to increase the amount or research Mm -hmm. like stronger strengths and things like that when was the most recent attempt i think it was a couple of months ago Mm. pretty bad because it it's not certain but there's about a 99 percent chance i actually um died on that occasion wow but like i still ended up getting uh like resuscitated and brought back um, this might be a weird question, but I ask a lot of weird questions. If you hear the podcast, you know that. How do you feel about being brought back and not having died? Angry, really. Um, like currently, the past two to three weeks, I've been stockpiling things and stuff because I'm still very suicidal at the moment. Mm. Um, but I am still, I'm, I still, because I, I live by this kind of, saying that someone had told me visitors are are basically like thoughts they come and can be annoying but they'll finally will go soon it's quite a a powerful kind of like thing to think about that they Mm. can be an annoying visitor that's here but they will finally leave and that's something I'm trying to kind of listen to and things like that and I'm trying to kind of help others if that time does ever come kind of thing does your partner know about all of this 
yeah, he does. Um, he, I am quite open with him mm. about things. What does he say? He does, like, he does try to help, but he does also say the kind of frustrating things like that, like it's a selfish thing to do and stuff, which doesn't really help, but he does try and help with other mm. things he says, but it, it can be difficult, really. Sure, sure. Well, I'm wondering when thinking about your partner and people might be hearing this and wanting to communicate with people in their life, like, is there anything that he could say or do um, that might be helpful or supportive or make you feel a little better or? Um, He tries to like um, basically take my mind off things. Like he tries to get me to do this thing we sometimes do called um, figure photography. Mm. Uh, where we basically go to parks and take photos of figures that sometimes helps or he tries to kind of do like lists like the positives and negatives of not being here and stuff he tries to help with that but he does um he's always the one that seems to call like emergency services when them things happen mm. Um, which it can be very frustrating, really. But I do sometimes think that maybe it was better that it didn't happen. It's kind of mixed sort of thoughts around it. So he's called emergency services. I'm imagining in the past, uh, particularly yeah. after attempts that emergency services has been contacted. I don't know much about the system in England. I mean, what happens there? Do you go to a hospital? Where do they take you? What do they do? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's been very bad, really, how they've been lately. Maybe not so much the past two years, but prior. Because what um, a standard thing that would usually happen is you'd get, like, if it's um, an emergency reason, then, like, you'd have to go to the A&E and kind of go through that pathway. Mm. But there's been a few occasions where it's basically been police. They do this thing called a 136, uh, which means that basically you're kind of, you have to be taken to uh, like a mental health building to have an assessment. And it's mm -hmm. kind of a bit of a law type of thing with police, what they would sometimes do. Mm -hmm. And what normally what what's the real thing is when obviously someone's uh, been suicidal or having a crisis they should really be taken into hospital but with my local one it's the amount of attempts and stuff that's gone on and they've just basically said oh I'm like I've got capacity it's my choice if I take an overdose yeah I've say to them I'm, I'm going to and I've, I've cried to them and said please just let me I need to go in hospital if if you don't want to keep seeing me keep coming here at least do that mm. and they never do it was only uh two years ago in September I was um put on basically a section two which you have to basically be detained and, and stay in a hospital that's happened about three occasions since yeah since I was about uh about 13 but that's kind of what they do here yeah I don't know how to answer ask this question because I I, I know based on what you showed me sort of 
your history and the repeated attempts, but has the hospitals or any other, anything else, other doctors or whatever it may be, helped in any way? Not really. A few years ago, um, I think I was maybe about, possibly about 16, was the first time that I went into the hospital and actually had a positive help and support system there. Um, like it was quite beneficial and it did seem to kind of stop the attempts for quite a while. But yeah, then it sort of, that's been the only real time I remember that it was actually quite helpful support. Did you ever get or have you ever gotten any kind of diagnosis that seems to make sense to you? That seems right? Well, I've been basically, I've always been given different diagnoses. I've never kind of been given a clear one. Mm. Uh, like the past, they've said, like, um, emotionally unstable personality disorder. Sometimes they've said schizophrenia or bipolar affective. It's always been kind of mixed diagnosis, and there's never been like a clear diagnosis that seems to suit me because with what it confuses me because with my understanding with like uh basically bpd that's kind of mood swings that are quite frequent like it usually multiple moods in one day uh whereas with me i seem to have these very bad dark sort of depressions for quite a few weeks and then it's calms for a bit so it's either it's always a kind of uh never a clear um outcome sort of what's the darkness like that lasts for a couple of weeks are you in bed it's normally um constant self-harming um Mm. over drinking Mm. Um, i start seeing certain things in in foods and stuff like that because what i do is i i write a lot of things down mm-hmm. uh, like poems and stuff like that and it's that that sort of dark time it's always very negative things i'd write down and that sort of when it's like the stockpiling of tablets and um, stuff like that that's kind of are you able to have, I don't, I don't know if there's such a thing as a normal life, but are you able to work or have friends or do things that bring you any sort of joy or whatever else? Not really, because um, mm. I've, I've got lots of issues around socializing. I am sometimes able to like go with my partner to do the photos and things or it's like writing it's sort of I can't seem to have like an actual stable day-to-day life mm-hmm. the writing and especially the figure photography sounds really interesting yeah it's quite interesting so it doesn't sound like you have a lot of people in your life to talk to no hmm. and I don't know what how things work in England like I said I mean, do you see anybody on any sort of regular basis? I don't know what you'd call them, a counselor or a therapist or some kind of doctor. Well, I, I have a, um, it's like a, a support worker. Uh, she's a um, mental health nurse. I see her um, pretty much every two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's kind of the main sort of like there is the consultant psychiatrist, which is um, every few months. And I'm currently uh, waiting to hear back to get uh, like one to one psychology. But I'm very kind of fearful about that because it sort of goes over past traumas and stuff. So I'm kind of a bit worried about that. Right. Right, some psychology does that. Yeah. How many people know about your attempts? Um, mainly my partner. Um, I try and not basically tell my mom about things because of how she is about stuff. Um, uh, in the past, it was um, it was before I was went to uh, another hospital and she basically said, oh, if you have a certain aspects of certain mental illnesses, she wants basically nothing to do with me. Wow. Um, and all I really wanted at that time was just like at least a hug or something, but she pretty much said that and walked out. Mm. Um, so I've not really, um, my partner mainly is the one that knows about the attempts and things like that but yeah I don't really not that you need to hear this from me but it makes sense that you wouldn't tell somebody whether it's your mother or someone else after she said those things I certainly wouldn't you know yeah so are you on any medication um I am on um, medication with it's always been kind of a on and off thing. So I'll take it for a bit, then stop and then take it again. Mm. One of the questions I often ask people I talk to is around myths or things that people just don't understand about. And it could be mental illness or suicidal ideation or attempts or Anything sort of around that? Is there anything that you think people really just don't get, don't understand? One main one is definitely that it's a selfish thing because it's not really a selfish thing at all. It's um, it's kind of your last kind of hope with everything. Another one is kind of a mixed mixed myth in a way. It's sort of that suicide's a choice because... Uh, it is in a way I think it is a choice but it's also it's obviously you're not really thinking clearly so it's difficult with that and I think is mainly another one is like attention or something that a paramedic said to me was basically laughed and said oh I thought you had a suicide pact Um, because they saw me two days after I mean it's not something you can joke about it's a very I know people deal with things differently but it's not really a funny thing to think about it's um, kind of your last option I think it's just the fact that like it's like oh that you don't care about anyone if you want to do this you still care that could be one of the reasons you do think that's the best option like to help others and stuff like that quite a few things really yeah i bet do you so you're 28 years old you said right yeah if you heard the podcast i do ask some rather direct questions but that's that's part of what i do do you think you're gonna make it to 29 or 30 honestly probably not 
it seems a bit weird because the amount of times that attempts have been done yet I'm, I've always been still here mm-hmm. it does sometimes think that maybe there is this whole other purpose has for me existing thinking about it 100% I probably don't think I will be do you have any idea what that other purpose might be not really I, I sometimes think it could be to help others because um there's been a few occasions like I gave CPR to my aunt um, when I was 15 because uh, she had a heart attack. I saved someone from jumping off a bridge um, who was suicidal and basically a friend of mine at a hospital. I convinced them to, to keep fighting and, and stay alive as well. Um, they did in the end they did end up passing away another thing was I helped a a family member's niece from witnessing something that could have caused trauma to them when they was older so I, I sometimes think it is to care about people but the problem is it's sort of I've I've already done that so I don't think that there is really a, a higher purpose now for the future and stuff. What did you say about a guinea pig earlier in our conversation? Did you say something about a guinea pig? Yeah. Um, a few years ago, uh, I was uh, pregnant. Hmm. Uh, a previous partner partner um, ended up, I ended up miscarrying due to uh, violence that they, they caused Basically, it's um, very unlikely that I can have children. So me and my partner got a guinea pig to try and have like a bit in, uh, sounds weird, but as a a baby sort of thing. Uh, We only had the guinea pig for a short time and it ended up passing away, which led into a spiral of upset. And then lots of people that we, we knew around was announcing or sending photos and stuff of them being pregnant Mm. um so we kind of had this guinea pig and tried to see it as our like baby um sort of thing and it did cause upset when when it did pass away and then it was the russian problems with moving to here yeah it's sort of a bit strange but it's kind of it, it did add to things. Mm. You said that you often write things down, sometimes poetry? Yeah. Do you want to share some? Maybe people would want to hear that, or is that too personal? I could do. I know I do have a, a poetry book, which I published quite a while ago, but I do have like poems and things that I, I write. That'd be great if you're okay with that. Yeah, it should be okay. Uh, this is one that I wrote a few days ago. Uh, it's called Valley of Death. The road in which you travel, the path in which you go, you march the valley of death, not even a tear will you cry. You walk the path and smile, for even though it wasn't a life well lived. For although you help some, you still feel you didn't give as much as you could have gave. You spent such a long time trying to be brave. Although the, t- the tears soon will dry, 
the path you traveled wasn't worth it in the end for the life strength you gave was it attention you may have craved i think it was just a path that was made laid out for the value of death was that your pathway planned out was suicide always going to be the road that was meant to be you never realize you'll never see for the value of death your fate shall be wow it's quite um uh, emotional sort of why do you write the poetry does it give you some well, i'll just leave it at that why do you why do you write um it's sort of something that's kind of it's sort of something i've always seemed to turn to like to write things down and it seems like it does sometimes help because you're just kind of writing stuff and just putting all your emotion into to what you're writing down right what else would you like to share alice i just i want to i really do appreciate reaching out and then joining me and talking and you're so open about everything so i really appreciate it i'm sure people who hear this um will get something from it and feel like i you know for me the main reason i do this is to help people in some way to feel a little less shitty or a little less alone and i'm so you know i appreciate you helping me do that yeah it is um I think it is sort of it is something that can help, like like with what you do and things like that. Like, because I I know with um, what you've mentioned and stuff about the loss of your friend and things, mm-hmm. it's a very inspiring thing that you do, like mm. with this kind of. Yeah. Thanks. But is there anything else that you would like to share? Just sort of a bit the upset and things of like how treatment is for people with mental health or suicide ideation it's sort of it seems like there's never they never get the right help things like that and it is upsetting really like I think this the podcast that you do does help with just kind of letting people hear their stories and stuff I know like at the moment it's sort of because we have I don't know if, if that you if you have that in america but we have a charity called samaritans Mm -hmm. and basically at the moment in november i'm doing like a a 30k jog for them wow Uh, it's been a bit challenging but it does help because i have had a few positive experiences talking with samaritans you're you're gonna jog for 30 kilometers yeah are you um, training? That's a long run. Not fully training. Um, wow. Um, basically, what the, the thing that's pretty nice is that they're quite easygoing, kind of like you don't have to do it all in one go. So I'm trying to kind of do it quite quite a lot, but it's sort of a mix of walking and jogging. This is through the Samaritans. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to listen to one more. Um, poem sure is still quite um like emotional but okay this one's basically called as if today was my last day and it's sort of i will hold your hands and never wish to let you go if today was my last day i will face the sun as it radiates my skin i will take a deep inhale and a slow but meaningful exhale As I feel the oxygen breathe life within my soul, 
If today was my last day, I'll reach my hand out to yours, feel the warmth of your very skin. Pause, take a moment just to remember how your hands felt. I would slowly face you, smile as if all my positive energy goes within that smile, that grin. If today was my last day, I'll slowly tread upon the pavement as I feel the force from underneath. I'll just continue to breathe. I'll wake upon the fields, the reserve I've always loved. How nature fills the emptiness as the birds tweet as they nest. If today was my last day, I'll take every moment as a precious gift. I'll message those I've known but maybe never thought to talk to more or get to know, message and talk to families in which in time we drifted apart. If today was my last day, I'll love those close with the very beat of my heart as I know, I know once it's over in time the memories may part. Even if today wasn't my last day, I'll just keep fighting more and more to love and care till my last day as my soul will pass. It's sort of quite a, like I'm, I'm do quite dark sort of poems. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are ways I try and have at least some sort of powerful moment in the poems or words sort of in it kind mm. of thing. It can be anything you want, I think. But hey, I'm glad, by the way, Alice, I'm glad that you are not only are able to join me and talk and willing, but also when I'm always careful to say this, um, but I'm glad you're still around. You know, I'm glad you're still around and I'm glad you're able to, uh, I think the poetry and your your words here or elsewhere do help people. And so I'm glad for that. Yeah, and you as well. Yeah. Okay, Alice, I appreciate it again. and. Um, I don't know. I never know how to end these conversations. I just hope you feel okay and do stuff that makes you feel good. Yeah, and I hope you're you're definitely doing okay things. Well, I appreciate that. All right, Alice. Take care. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. And special thanks to Alice across the pond in England. Thank you, Alice. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to talk. Please reach out. Hello at SuicideNoted.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted. That is all for episode number 82. Stay strong. Do the very best you can. I'll talk to you soon.